Welcome to week four of Tech Brood. I'm your host, Craig Doig. If you love technology like I do, yes, you're in the right place again. Here are the top stories for the week of July 12th through July 16th in technology. Google decided to consolidate desktop file syncing apps into a single drive app. Google says you can quickly sync and access content directly from PC or Mac. And while many people access Google Drive directly from their web browser or from mobile phone apps, some people prefer to have access to their files and photos directly on their desktop, just like files that are stored locally on your device. Drive for Desktop is an application for Windows and Mac OS that lets you quickly access content directly from your desktop, which will help you easily access files and folders in a familiar location. Drive for Desktop also automatically syncs local files to the cloud in the background, which minimizes the time you need to spend waiting for your files to sync. And with Drive for Desktop, you can access files directly from the cloud on your Mac or PC, which frees up disk space on your computer and saves your network bandwidth. Because Drive files are stored in the cloud, any changes you or your collaborators make are automatically updated everywhere, and you'll always have access to the latest version. You can find out more about these features at blog.google forward slash products forward slash drive. And next thing coming up here in our news is it's July right now. And the warning is don't buy an iPhone in July unless you absolutely have to. 42% of all iPhone announcements have taken place in the month of September, according to reports. And another 16% have been in October. The September release cadence becomes even more profound if you look at the past history. Every year from 2012 through 2019, Apple introduced new iPhones in September. Apple has set up a release pattern where it discusses upcoming new iOS versions at WWDC every June, which gives developers and users some time to prepare new apps. And then it usually announces and releases new phones mostly in September but occasionally this happens in October or November. So if you're looking to purchase a new iPhone and you can hold off, now's not the time to buy, according to most reports. And here's a news item, a little warning from SonicWall. You can find out more at their website, sonicwall.com. They released an urgent notice this past week about imminent ransomware targeting firmware. The network device maker SonicWall sent out an urgent notice to its customers last week about this imminent ransomware campaign using stolen credentials, which is targeting their Secure Mobile Access 100 series and their Secure Remote Access products, which are running unpatched and end-of-life 8.x firmware. In addition to the notice posted to its website, SonicWall sent an email to anyone using these devices urging some to disconnect their devices immediately. And they worked with Mandiant and other security companies on the issue, according to their release. They said the exploitation targets a known vulnerability that has been patched in newer versions of firmware. SonicWall PSIRT strongly suggests that organizations still using the 8.x firmware review the information and take immediate action, the company said. They also note that this was for those with the SMA 100 and other SRA series devices. So again, if you have one of these devices, it's best to take a look at this notice 
And they also noted that the affected end-of-life devices with 8.x firmware are past temporary mitigations. Continued use of this firmware or end-of-life devices is an active security risk, according to SonicWall. And to provide a transition path for customers with end-of-life devices that cannot upgrade to 9.x or 10.x firmware, they're providing a complementary virtual SMA 500V, as in victory, until October 31st, 2021. Here's some news from Microsoft. They're bundling together tools and templates for customers who care about achieving environmental sustainability and marketing the package as Cloud for Sustainability. Microsoft made a lot of announcements this week at their Inspire event for partners. And in this notice, they said, with Cloud for Sustainability, they're creating a whole new category going beyond capturing data to helping customers aggregate sustainability data in an actionable way. It includes software as a service offerings that can discover and connect to real-time data sources, accelerate data integration and reporting, provide accurate carbon accounting, measure performance against goals and enable intelligent insights for organizations to take more effective action. A preview of Cloud for Sustainability is now available to interested customers from Microsoft. Here's some Apple news for you. Apple Sessions is coming to YouTube as of this week, starting with Peanuts video, as in the cartoon characters from Charles Schultz. The Today at Apple Sessions were initially hosted exclusively at Apple stores, although they started to be offered online during the pandemic. New sessions being uploaded to YouTube will further expand the free creativity program to a larger audience, allowing anyone to learn how to create art, music, and more using Apple hardware and software. And in addition to the YouTube channel, some Today at Apple videos are still available on Apple's website. And another announcement at Windows Inspire event this week was Windows 365, also known as Cloud PC. Microsoft launched its Windows in the cloud offering called Windows 365 or Cloud PC on July 14th. Officials said Microsoft will share pricing closer to the general availability date of August 2nd for the service. There will be two cost components for cloud PCs, a computer license and a software license. A company called Nerdio, which is a Microsoft partner, noted that Microsoft is planning to support 12 cloud PC sizes as of August of this year. Users will need an enterprise subscription to Windows to use cloud PCs, which means they'll need a Microsoft 365 Business Premium E3, E5, or Windows 10 Enterprise E3, E5, or VDA. And while Windows 365 Cloud PC will be accessible on Windows desktops, it will also be accessible via iOS, macOS, Android devices, and via the web through any browser. Start menu integration and more will be available only on Windows PCs. And overall, most people say that the best experience will most likely be on a Windows PC. Another item from Microsoft noted this week is Microsoft Whiteboard has evolved into a robust app that works with Microsoft 365. Microsoft Whiteboard was made to mimic a physical whiteboard as much as possible. People use whiteboards to brainstorm, share ideas, 
and allow different people to write on the same surface. Microsoft's goal with their whiteboard program was to create the app to have low latency and provide the basic functionality of a physical medium. And with more hybrid and remote work becoming the norm, programs like Microsoft Whiteboard are becoming very common. Whiteboard lets you collaborate in real time with members of your team or other people online. Soon it will support fluid components that help it integrate better with Microsoft 365. And here's your tech brew review for the week of the Raspberry Pi 400 I mentioned last week. And to note again, it features a quad-core 64-bit processor, wireless networking, dual display output, and 4K video playback. The Raspberry Pi 400 is called a complete personal computer built into a compact keyboard. The Raspberry Pi 400 is ideal for most for surfing the web, creating and editing documents. You can watch videos, of course, learn how to program using the Raspberry Pi operating system desktop environment, or create a game console with it. The Raspberry Pi 400 is available in a number of different regional variants and is either a computer kit, which contains everything you need to get started except for a TV or monitor, or a computer unit only. Pricing is at $70 US for the computer on its own, or $100 for a ready-to-go kit. If you're looking for an affordable PC for day-to-day -day use, then the Raspberry Pi may work for you. The Pi 400 includes a SanDisk Edge 16 gigabyte micro SD card, which is better than most of the no-name or cheaper cards out there. But you could buy a faster and larger card and keep the SanDisk Edge card as a backup if you're looking to do so. And if you're a maker, one note I noticed is be careful around the GPIO connector because the case plastic there is fairly thin in that area. So again, take note of that. But overall, I've only used it briefly. But it's a pretty nice little computer for hobbyists, people that program, or even as an everyday driver for those that don't have a computer. And here are some tech tips from TechBrood this week. If you're going to delete files off a computer, say in the case of a Windows PC, you're looking to just restore your operating system and delete your files. Or if you're giving the computer to someone else and you want to make sure you delete files, Here's some things to take note of. When you delete a file, the operating system does not really remove the file from the disk. It only removes the reference of the file from the file system table. The file will remain on the disk until another file is created over it. And even after that, it might be possible to recover data by studying the magnetic fields on the disk platter surface via different software tools. But before a file is overwritten, anyone can easily retrieve it with disk maintenance or an undelete utility. A free program available to delete files is called Eraser, which is an advanced security tool for Windows, which allows you to completely remove sensitive data from your hard drive by overwriting it several times with carefully selected patterns. The program Eraser is currently supported under Windows XP with Service Pack 3 or above, Windows Server 2003 with Service Pack 2, Windows Vista, Windows Server 2008, Windows 7, 8, 10, and Windows Server 2012 and 2016. Eraser has a simple, clean interface and can permanently erase data from any drive that works with Windows. You can even schedule deletions to happen automatically. And while the program is fairly simple, there are a lot of options available. So it's recommended that you familiarize yourself with the basics of the program 
before you start deleting files. And as always, make sure you have a backup of the files before doing anything. Eraser is free software, as I mentioned, and its source code is released under GNU General Public License. So again, this program is called Eraser, and you can find more information at the website heidi.ie. Here's a quick tech tip for those that use the Mac operating system. Here's a little keyboard combination you can use. If you want to activate Do Not Disturb quickly, you hold the Option key and click on the Notification Center icon in the top right corner of your Mac's menu bar. This way, you can activate Do Not Disturb. To turn it back on, just repeat the steps. Hold down the Option key and click on the Notification Center icon again. I hope you enjoyed another episode of Tech Brood, where we talk about getting your tech brood just the way you like. And I'm Greg Doig, and thank you for listening again.